0: Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Already Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash friends. That's pros.com slash RD friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. pros.com slash RD friends. Before we get into today's episode about sobriety, we have a very special and appropriate sponsor for today's show, Ritual Zero Proof. I first found out about Ritual when I saw bottles of it at Whole Foods. I was so surprised to find these and had to do a double take that it wasn't too good to be true. They make non-alcoholic tequila, gin, and whiskey alternatives of the same taste and smell of liquor but without the hangover. As a margarita gal, the tequila alternative is my favorite. You can check out their socials for recipes and extra content. Plus, Ritual has even provided us a code already friends for money off an order from their website, which you can have delivered right to your doorstep, ritualzeroproof.com.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Artie Friends. This is Kara And this is Allison. Today, we're doing our part two on our honest conversation about sobriety with me asking Allison a lot of questions about her journey with sobriety, me giving a little bit of input on being sober curious, but mostly letting Allison lead this. And yeah, I have some really good questions for her. We're gonna have a really good conversation. And our last episode on sobriety was one of our most popular episodes and went really well. So yeah, I'm really excited to dive into that. Yeah, I'm interested to follow up. I should have
0: listened back to what that episode was because that was when I like first started my sobriety journey and I was still figuring it out. So I feel like this is a good follow-up now that it's been over a year mm-hmm. that I can speak with a little more experience.
1: Which is literally crazy that it's been a year since you did that episode because I don't know, time has flown by really has. so fast. So yeah, we're excited to get into that. But first, as always, we're gonna do a little catch up so, Allison, what have you been up to? I am going to be talking about thrifting for this little catch-up segment. <laughs> Everyone's like, yes! <laughs> yes!
0: Because
1: we, yeah, we never get time to hear about true. your thrift journey. I know.
0: If you guys really care about thrifting, last month for June, we did the Thrift Tips Patreon episode mm-hmm. and I went all in. And I feel like that episode plus like New Wave's two-year being in June, I've just been really re-inspired about New Wave. And that was, that was just kind of like, like what I was going to be talking about here, I feel like I'm finally in my groove. And I In some ways, I wish I would have been able to open New Wave not during the pandemic because it made me feel like such a bad business owner opening during a pandemic. I was like, I'm not cut out for this. Why are the rules changing all the time? Like, how am I supposed to navigate these waters? Like there's the political climate was going crazy. It was just so much. So it made me feel like I didn't know what I was doing as a business owner because I had to change Mm -hmm. like hours and like my process like every two seconds. Yeah. And but now that it's been a two years and I've I had a normal year of business, I'm like, oh, this is not that bad. Like yeah. I am definitely cut out for this. Like this is awesome and fun. But since I started during such a crazy time, it made me think that being a business owner was horrible, but it was actually just being a business owner during the pandemic was horrible. Right, Very, very different. But everything happens for a reason. So obviously can't go back and change anything, but I'm just so happy that I'm in a place now where New Wave gets to be so fun. Like that's how I always wanted it to be. That's mm-hmm. why I got into having my own store in the first place. Like I wanted to open the store that I always wish that I had that I could shop at. And now finally, like so many customers from out of state are getting to come more because people are traveling again. And people, I think in Omaha are getting more into secondhand and vintage shopping was, which was like the whole reason I wanted to open the store in Omaha is because I feel like Omaha is so behind New York, LA, Vancouver in that area. So I actually just feel like I'm making an impact. I did the numbers and I've sold over 10,000 clothing items, just clothing items. And there's other stuff in the store. Like I don't give myself enough credit for like, think of how hard it is to go into a thrift store and find like five good things. Right. I'm like, I've found 10,000 things Brought them home, washed them, hung them up, put a tag on them. Like that actually is making a difference. Like that's a lot of clothes. So Mm -hmm. I've just been feeling proud, I guess. And... I also, this is going to be my peak, but I restructured business a little bit because doing the whole store was so hard to fill. Like, New Wave is actually pretty big. It has four different rooms, but you can fit a couple hundred clothing items in there for sure. Maybe Mm -hmm. a thousand if I really like jam-packed it. Obviously, that's not sustainable for me to, or not sustainable in the eco way, in a time way. It's not possible for me to thrift a thousand clothing items a week. Like, that was never going to work. So I tried the pop-up thing, but then I, to be frank, that making my income one day a month, that's not really possible either. Because mm-hmm. there's only, even if I had the best sales day ever, it's only one day, much different than being open every weekend. So I had come up with this solution, which was to rent out the different rooms to vendors of people who were doing the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it is going so well. June was kind of my trial. And in July, everyone re-signed their lease. Oh, yeah, resigned their little sublease for their area. So I'm like, okay. That obviously means it was like profitable for everyone. The system's going well. And I told everyone like, we're all going to learn together with this. So like month to month. And I do have a few spots left that I could finesse into some spaces if there were more people that wanted to do it. Of course, like I make a little less because I'm like paying them out. But my mental health is so much better. Wow. The store has cuter stuff because it's pulling from a bunch of people that are able to go out and do this every week. It's better for the planet. All around, I just feel like I'm in such a good place. And as a business owner, I feel like if your business is going well, that's like directly affects like your own actual well-being and vice versa. So I just feel like I've been in a good headspace lately because I'm not running around with my head cut off or mm-hmm. worrying about like, oh my God, well, when's the next pop-up going to be? Oh, it's not for three weeks or like, how am I going to fill up the whole store? And I'm glad to have found a solution, even if it's temporary, that's working for me right now. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: And yeah, I'm proud of you too. New Wave is awesome. I always... Tell everyone, I'm like, that is literally one of the things to do in Omaha. Like, that's what people do on the weekends. They're like, let's go get brunch, let's go to New Wave. Like, you've created the culture Thanks. of an awesome location, and it totally should be getting all that hype because it's when you walk into the space, it's you feel like a different way, and you feel like the energy of a good vibe and great clothes and good people. So thank you. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and thanks for all the people that come to New
0: Wave and make it possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um on this coming week. So I have a few thrift manifestations. So this was a little tip that I shared on that Patreon episode. But you know, when I'm filling New Wave's inventory, I'm kind of like looking for anything in that realm. But if I'm thrifting for something for my house, I'm trying to be very specific. So I'm like, okay, going into this store with a mission. And so I'm saying it on here to hold myself accountable. But uh, this brand called Buffy, it's like a bedding company. Mm -hmm. They sent me this like duvet insert. It's very nice. It's a big king duvet, but I need a duvet cover now. Okay. So on my thrift wish list, I'm hoping to find like a really nice beige or soft pastel duvet cover for our bedroom
1: mm-hmm.
0: with some pillows. And I want to get like an elevated dog bowl. I was like watching oh, yeah. the peaches eat the other day and I'm like, dude, so sad that they like eat with their head down. Like imagine
1: trying to swallow with your head upside down. Like it's really sad. I don't know. There may or may not be science that says that it's like, okay. I Googled it before we came okay. on. Okay, because I have an elevated dog bowl, but now I'm like, so what did it say? It said it, they shouldn't eat it from the floor.
0: Yeah, well, okay. okay. It said
1: it's okay,
0: but they can have trouble swallowing. And if you can give your dog an elevated dog bowl, like that would be nice. Okay,
1: yeah. So that's the next thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. Or like a cute little stand or something. I don't know. So because it's, I mean, she's sick. She's obviously been doing fine, but I think it would be (laughs) nice for her. She's getting older. Maybe she's going to have a little more trouble swallowing. I don't know. And there was one more thing, but now I'm forgetting. Anyway. Duvet cover, elevated dog bowl. Oh, and then more glassware. I have been doing so good. Mm. I post on my stories. I feel like a weekly update of this like open shelf corner in my kitchen. People are probably like sick of it. They're like, we get it. You have open shelves. I'm like, but it's a process. And so I'm trying to get our kitchen to be like, more efficient and less waste. So I've been needing to get all of these glass jars so that I can go to the store, take those glass jars, fill them up with like oats and spices and fruit. But I didn't want to just go out and buy new glass jars because that's just like still contributing to the problem. There's so
1: much glass and at like the bins and stuff, which yeah. you said, I think, one of our Well, episodes. there's not really glass at the bins because that's
0: dangerous. Or, sorry, glassware. But yeah, there is so much glass at thrift stores. Like it's literally abundant. Every thrift store you go to, the shelves are just full of it. But I've been really trying to find one with lids because it's mm-hmm. food. So I want there to be a lid on it and they all kind of need to match. So I've still, if I find good ones, then I still just put them at New Wave, but I'm like 75% done. Just need a few more for like pasta, rice and whatever.
1: There you so go. That's on my agenda for this week. Okay, great. Well, you'll keep us updated with what you find. Yeah. I'm hoping that Peaches gets a cute dog bowl out of <laughs> yeah. this and you get a cute duvet cover and some glass. Thanks. How about you? Um, updates on my end. I, you know, just living my life. Nothing too crazy going on. I had a funny question that I wanted to ask you. Um, because when I was driving over here, I plugged in my phone to my little iPhone cord in my car and like, you know how the Apple music app comes up and it plays like your iTunes songs. And there's always like memes online about what everyone's first song that comes up is. What is your first song? It was Lotus Eater. I can't even remember who sings it. It's like a cool vibey like
0: EDM song. Like when I first, it's it's a nice song, but it's so triggering to hear the same song
1: every time you get in your car. So I know what you mean. What's yours? Um, The one TikTok I saw about it was like everyone was having the Ed Sheeran song that starts with an A. Oh. 18 um, maybe? Maybe that was the song that's coming from everyone. But for me, it was AM by One Direction, which is like such a fucking random song. Like, <laughs> won't you stay till the AM? And it was like so annoying. And it's like one of their oldest songs. I'm I'm going one direction stand. Like, where did the song come from? But that was like on my iTunes in like 2012 or whatever.
0: Oh my um, gosh.
1: But now it's I don't know. I think I deleted that because I was like, I cannot stand this stupid song. So now it's bad day, but bad day by Alvin and the Chipmunks. No. Yes, like, that's worse. It it's just hilarious. Like, well, because usually I have Spotify going. Like, there usually isn't a time where I plug in my phone and like Spotify doesn't play. But every once in a while, it's literally Alvin and the Chipmunks bad day from like sixth grade. My download no. this. Way? So, I took a picture on the way here. I'm like, this is so funny. Oh, but I think my I, like, I don't think I can change it now because it's just like people get in my car and they're like, what is this? Yeah. You know? And I'm like, it's too funny now. And I'm like from that movie from like 2006.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, you can tell us in a year how you feel about yeah, that.
1: Yeah. I think I should just <laughs> delete that one and then see what's next. Because like, was am by One Direction. Now it's Bad Day by Alvin and I think I should delete that and see what's next. Here you go. Every yeah. month, get a new one. Yeah. yeah, I
0: don't even I don't even listen to music on iTunes. It's like no. I had them downloaded for like when I would use when you used to have to use music to make videos. No, like like when there wasn't TikTok and there was just audio on the end. I'm literally
1: laughing cuz that's literally why I have bad day by Alpha and the Chipmunks. Like I think I made an iMovie video yeah. in 6th grade for like a school project and it was like, "You had a bad day." And like we oh, used that yeah. for, like a project. And that's literally why I have that song yep. on iTunes. Yep. Throw back yeah. to iMovie. Drag in the iTunes song into your iMovie project. Oh yeah, and you I would go to
0: like YouTube to MP3 converter or whatever yes. and you to, like drop in the link so that you can like illegally extract the audio
1: like I may or may not like still use that sometimes (laughs) not putting myself in prison by saying that but allegedly I might still use that well, now the new
0: version of doing that, I feel like uh I think it's Cap uh, Cap, Cap Wing. No, nope. but
1: Capwing
0: is where like if you take a TikTok and then you put the video into there, it just put you can just pull out the the
1: audio from mm-hmm. it. On so Cap. I do use that. Yeah, on Cap Cut TikTok's have own editing platform, you can just extract the audio and like edit. I love Cap yeah. Cut. I was like I really, a random using a random video editing app for so long. I kept seeing videos like use Cap Cut. And then once I switched, I'm like, why did it you, like, take I take so long? It's oh. so fast. Okay, maybe I'll do it too. Well, now TikTok
0: updated so much they've got everything in TikTok. So mm-hmm. I used to always use VideoShop, but now I don't even really have to. Oh, yeah, I
1: was using VideoShop too, but it's kind of finicky. Really? Or like the, I think in the app, try CapCut. Okay. And then if I'll you report. they're both the same. It's like the same software, but I think the, they're separate apps, like a little bit better. Cool. But yeah, okay, there's my little editing tip here. Trying to edit TikToks, use CapCut. Any um, more to share? You have, I mean, you are the, you edit on your computer a lot too, right? Yeah, I think it depends on what it is. Um, I can like, like, look at a video and be like, "Is this gonna drive me insane?" Cutting and clipping and doing this on my phone, like, because sometimes just throwing it on my laptop, air dropping everything to my laptop, and then just like using my keyboard and like mouse is like so much more relaxing and like easier for me. And just like I know it's gonna be a way easier process. Um, so I kind of just I, it kind of depends. I think I'm mostly using CapCut, but like I know there was like a sponsored post um a couple weeks ago that I just like air everything because it was just it was like a bunch of cut up clips and like the timing had to be right with the music. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be like mm-hmm. a lot easier. Where I can just like snip it on my laptop and or my iMac and it'll be a lot faster, so. But then, do you have to still do the text on TikTok? Yeah, which is, oh my God. Yeah.
0: They're, they got to figure out a different way for that.
1: My videos but could has, be so much better. Has the text on, they actually have the same text as in the app In CapCut, which I just saw a video about. Someone was like, it's so nice that it's like the same. Yeah, like the fonts. Yes, the fonts. Yeah, because
0: before it's like in video shop. I don't want to use the video shop fonts because then people are knowing that I like put too much effort in. Yeah. You know, like you you want to make it seem like you just filmed it in TikTok. Yeah. So I guess that's like kind of my updates there. Yeah, I'm just editing and living life. Good to know about the same font thing.
1: I will be in CapCut now. I know. It took me so long to be convinced. But like once I was over there, I'm like, this is really nice. Do you use those like apps about trending sounds. They're always like, popping up on my For You page, like get this app to know all of the upcoming audio or the trending audio. I was talking to someone. I don't use any of those, but someone was like, you know what's really nice that Instagram Reels does is that they have that little, if you're on Instagram Reels, you can see an arrow at the bottom left corner. And if there's an arrow pointing up, that means it's a trending sound. So the mm. app is literally telling you on Instagram what sounds are trending. And this girl was like, why isn't TikTok doing that? It's really frustrating that you have to go to a third party to find mm. a trending sound. When Instagram's like telling you, use this sound if you want to get, like it has that arrow. Yeah, yeah, Yes. i seen that.
0: Mm-mm, not oh, yet. Yeah.
1: But next time you're scrolling on the Reels tab, check for the bottom left and like every fifth audio or oh. they'll they'll have like an arrow and that means it's trending. So this Good girl is talking to you was like, TikTok, what are you doing? We need to go figure it out ourselves. Like, tell us. Yeah,
0: I'm really bad at that. Basically what I do, if I watch a Reel or a TikTok and I just like the audio, I just
1: save it. Mm, same. It's, yeah. I don't really have much. That's my process right now. Because <laughs> I'm
0: like, what are these websites now? I mean, I should maybe I should try it. Yeah. I'll look into Occasionally, it. Occasionally, if I see one of those annoying, I say they're annoying, they are annoying, but I still (laughs) listen to them occasionally when they're like, this audio is trending, save it now. I'm like, okay, I will save it. Yeah,
1: like, I'm not going to like immediately make a video for it, but I'll put it in the folder. You're screaming my face. It's (laughs) annoying, but thank you. I'm going to use this. (laughs) Like, fine. Okay, actually, I this is a random thought I have, but when you're scrolling TikTok, I remember you saying, I don't know if you still do this, but like you only will like a video if you actually like genuinely like it. But like, I just like throw likes everywhere because I'm like, I want to get likes back. So I just have to throw them out. What are your thoughts on that? Like that video, maybe if it was kind of annoying, I would be like, oh, I'll still like it.
0: Okay, I think that's when I said it because I had my liked videos public. Oh, yeah. Yes, and so yes. I, w- I had to kind of be careful. Yes, you're right. But now I hit it because at the at that time I wasn't using TikTok TikTok that much, so I didn't really care but now I did private the videos that I like so now I throw likes like candy
1: yeah because I'm like if I want to get likes yeah I gotta throw it out into the universe that they come back to. like they'll literally be a video with like 20 likes I'm like go off girly me too I love that makeup haul yeah pop off
0: next (laughs) like same and I feel like before I didn't really have like TikTok friends but now there's like so many people that I follow on TikTok that I have the same relationship that I do with like my Instagram
1: mm-hmm. E
0: friends, but yeah. I'm like, I don't know you in real life, but we like comment on each
1: other's stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that, was, that was a good update. Because I remember you saying that and I'm like, yeah, well, I was wondering, but when it was public, that's definitely more meticulous. Like I know like Kylie Jenner has hers public and people always talk about it. Whoa. I don't uh, know if it's yeah. still public, but like I, don't, I know that um, one of my like, one of our mutuals on TikTok had a, one of like her nine liked videos was hers and people would always come on her videos like, you're Kylie Jenner's like one of nine liked videos. Interesting. I don't know if hers is still public though, but okay. Look.
0: Last thought on this because I think mean, this is really interesting, but I saw a TikTok last night about how people don't like to show their public support on Instagram as much anymore. So way back on in the glory days of Instagram, everyone would like everything, right? Yeah, People didn't care, threw your name on it. People would comment. And I've talked about this too. I'm like, why do people not comment? It drives me insane when someone will send my post to my DMs and then ask a question or be like, you look so cute. I'm like, why couldn't you comment that? Mm-hmm. Literally someone did it yesterday. Like the picture of you and I, they like sent me your post and said, I looked pretty. I'm like, can you not comment that? Are you embarrassed to say that? Like it's so, and it's like, I get the like personalness of like trying to do it in the DMs, but it's like really overwhelming. And I've said in the past, like commenting to me feels like someone walked by and you're like, oh my God, girl, I love your outfit. You look so cute. And like, there's like no expectations,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I just, I feel like now there's this Instagram Culture where everyone has to like do like private support. It's like, hey, by the way, that post resonated with me so much. It's like, could you not just comment that or like it? Yeah,
1: I don't know how it got to be that way because I know you, I saw you tag the podcast in it. So I, I saw that video as well. And I agree because it's like on TikTok, people are very comfortable. And that's something like I was saying. Like mm-hmm. on TikTok, people comment to people that they don't know and mm-hmm. there's no DMing, which maybe it's because you can't DM people that don't yeah. follow you on TikTok. I don't know what it is or how the Instagram culture got that way, but maybe Instagram just feels more personal and it feels like you need to know that person like on a one-on-one basis like you talked in person and actually know each other to comment? I don't know. I think that is what it was. I think that's what happened. I feel like people feel awkward Come, or oh, no, sorry using the DMs, was it? Yeah, because yeah.
0: back in the glory days, Instagram didn't used to have DMs and yeah. at that point, I loved Instagram. I like that's when Instagram was so fun for me. But now I feel like if you have any sort of a following, DMs have made Instagram like a customer service thing because mm-hmm. people like, when people ask you and then you've seen it, you might not be able to like reply right then. And then yeah. it's like, you're like mean because you didn't respond or like didn't say thank you. But if it's like on a comment, then it's like, oh, I can reply to that like when I'm in the headspace to get back to comments. Yeah. And then like they can get lost in the DMs and then I feel like people take it really personally. Yeah. And it feels like a business.
1: Not, I don't yeah. want to be the person that doesn't respond to DMs. Neither. Like, and it like I went through my DMs like a few months ago and I checked the time and it was like an hour and a half later. Yeah. It, it like, and most people don't have time to... and I, I could easily answer DMs for an hour a day. And, but then you're replying to like the same stuff kind of. And they added a feature now where it's like, add a preset message, a pre saved message. If you're answering a lot of the same questions, like, no, like... Go maybe, back to comments.
0: Maybe encourage <laughs>
1: comments. That's so true. Yeah. Instagram ruined
0: it. So I have like this fear of TikTok allowing DMs because the day TikTok allows DMs, it's all over. People are going to stop commenting in the way they used to. And oh, commenting yeah. like builds community because then other people can see like, oh, they commented. Oh, they also resonated with it. Maybe Maybe... maybe I'll follow them or like oh they liked it so they have cool style like it helps build the network of like other people too otherwise if everyone's just like supporting each other in private it's kind of like weird I don't know wow I think we cracked the code that's probably what it is honestly
1: yeah okay that was
0: a needed chat but very off topic we always
1: have our social media (laughs) check-ins we're like we hate everything and it's good they just need to they just need to ask for our opinion wait did you see (laughs) that video Instagram creators has a TikTok account oh my god it's so bad it's so bad that is so embarrassing that no one is using your platform right that you have to go to the other platform that you're competing yes. with make an account and tell people how to use your I was like this is literally embarrassing yes did you see I the comment section no, I commented <laughs> this is embarrassing I'm like okay I have to delete that I'm literally a troll I deleted it but I commented this is embarrassing I'm like Kara chill but then I commented photos please like yes. they were saying all these updates and they're like check out you can do dual camera photos now I'm like okay so you're copying be real great yep. why don't you go and be real and post that on there because you're just hopping on all the other platforms right now but I was like yeah all the comments were hilarious. People were just like roasting. There like, literally it wasn't one supportive you comment. Listen to us. <laughs> yeah. We don't want this. Stop. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it had like 3,000 likes and like 200,000 views and like, a th- well, I don't know. It had a lot of comments that were like, stop. Literally. I know. What are you doing? It's so bad. Like, I just don't <laughs> so get bad. how an
0: app can just take like zero user feedback. <laughs> like yeah. people will say stuff and then they're like, we're going to do the exact opposite. And I get that they're a business and they have like their own Prerogative. like monetization that needs to happen. But it's like, if you also have to like meet the demands of your consumers who are helping you make this app possible,
1: right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to have to become like a real girly, And I was just putting that off so hard for so long. And I think I have to like embrace it because I don't know. What's, you have to adapt or not. I know. And I just don't want to be reals. Like, I don't want to put my TikToks as reals. But. Yes, because I feel like it's fun to
0: go on TikTok and to make videos and like be in that creative space. And then I like I like to go on Instagram to like post my cute little photo dumps from the week.
1: And see and, like, I want to do what different that things. person is up to in their day-to-day life. Like, yeah. I, it's two different needs for me. Yes. Yeah, like, I like following, yeah, your TikToks. You're talking about your sobriety journey. You're like, you thrifting life. And then I go to your Instagram and then you had lunch with Clay and you went on a picnic. Like, I like those separate things. Right me too and
0: if you want like the really really artsy stuff then you can go to Visco. and if you want my like group family photo updates go to Facebook like they have different needs to meet and I also feel like they allow people to be different people on different apps like if you wanted to kind of tap into one interest of yours on TikTok like you could kind of make that a niche on TikTok and then on Instagram you could just be like this is more of my
1: everyday life exactly that's like the blueprint and I feel like it's being ripped to shreds and I'm just gonna have to like yeah adapt or die I don't don't know. know I know. Or like make a different account.
0: Then it's like then, and then you have to maintain another account. No.
1: And then, yeah. Do I get to hire like a team? Like, no. (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. Well, let's move on from all this because we could talk about this. Maybe that should be an episode, honestly. Our thoughts on algorithms. I don't really know. Maybe this man on Instagram creators, TikTok can come in. We can have him on and just roast him. And just roast him. (laughs) Like, who are you? Like, (laughs) sir, stop. Okay.
0: Peak of the week. Um, I already said mine just about all the vendors re-signing and it going well. Didn't really mean to lump those together, but I kind of did. <laughs> it just happened.
1: That's how it goes here. How about you? Amazing. Um, my peak of the week, I got dinner with two of my really good friends last night, Kaylee and Natalie. We went to Blue Sushi, which apparently there's blue sushis like all over the US now and they don't have one in St. Louis. So mm. if you are a Blue Sushi franchise manager, please oh, put a Blue God. Sushi in St. Louis. They're in Colorado. They're in Kansas City. They're in Texas. They're literally everywhere but not in St. Louis, so. And it started in Omaha. If you guys have ever been to one? Just know it started in Omaha. It's, it's a really good, good, good. restaurant. It's yeah, really good. They have all you day get? happy hour on Sundays. I know. That's
0: insane. I think they're trying to compete with Hero. I actually think Hero <sighs> did it first. In that Drama. local competition. Yeah, I don't know. Because they're
1: like two blocks away from each other. Shh. Awkward. I was like, that's such a good deal like yeah but either way it's roles. great for both of them yeah or for us <laughs> brings people yeah it helps so that was my peak love yes. dinner with my friends um yeah now your guys' peaks brooke said i take the bar
0: exam on tuesday and wednesday wish me luck good luck brooke maybe by this time you're done and we hope you get some rejuvenation and can refill your cup after all of that studying
1: absolutely Kendall said, going on my first solo trip to Grand Teton National Park, have the best time. That's actually my favorite national park. So you're going to have the most stunning views and just a really good time. And Jillian said she made it to Greece. That sounds delightful. Wow. Yes. That's on my bucket list for sure. And Maria said came back home after a long trip and I'm super excited to see my friends again. We love that. Well, reunion on the Already Friends podcast. Love a good friend reunion. Fantastic.
0: As always, send in your peaks of the week on our peak of the week question box on our Instagram stories. All right. So
1: getting into today's topic, like I said, I would love for Allison to kind of lead this thing and just kind of want to give a background of why you wanted to do this update and like what you you're hoping to share with this episode? Absolutely.
0: So rolling it back to, let's say January 2021, that was when I was starting to be like, okay, I think I'm going to do this sober thing. And it was Valentine's weekend that I had my last hoorah. And I literally didn't even drink that much. It was a girl's night. We shared a bottle of wine. And then afterwards, we went to like a cute cocktail bar and I had two drinks, like, because that was actually February 13th. And the morning after was going to be Valentine's Day. And Clay and I had this like, Cute plan to do this whole day. And no joke, I puked the entire day. Like my system had just started like really rejecting alcohol. And I truly think it was just like my calling to stop drinking because I could party in college, like go out all the time, literally could wake up the next morning, go work out at like seven o'clock in the morning. My body could just like handle it. And I don't know if it's just because I did drink so much in college and like worked in the bar and nightclub industry that I like overdid it. And after enough time, my body was like, yo, we need a long break. But the hangovers were just starting to get really, really. Really bad to where I was like puking till like eight o'clock at night from like four cocktails, which is like so not normal. So it was just like starting to not even be worth it to me. And Clayton actually had to cancel our Valentine's reservation because there was, there was literally no way I could get up. I was like dry heaving. Wow. And I felt horrible. And I was just like, this is not the person I want to be. And it's not like I had like, you know, wronged him or like anything like that. But I just, I didn't feel like my best self. And I will say like in college, there was definitely enough situations where I made a fool of myself or woke up with like grave anxiety the next morning and lost stuff, spent money on things I wish I wouldn't had, things like that. Um, Probably, I've actually never told this because I think I blacked out this memory until like semi-recently. And I feel horrible sharing this. Like I actually want to go and apologize to him, but I'm like probably never going to do it. So this is my official apology to him, I guess. But with my ex-boyfriend, when we were in Greece, we're having an awesome time and we were at this like cute little like small club. It was like very intimate and we were on the dance floor and we were like, taking. A bunch of shots and I blacked out. I don't remember that. But apparently, I don't know if I thought it was him, but I went up and like kissed a different guy on the dance floor. And then obviously he like got upset. And then we went out after and I like hit him and pushed him. And I was like so mad at him. And of course, the next morning, he like, so I wake up the next morning thinking like, oh, cute. We're still in Greece. We like had a fun night. And he was like, yeah, no, it was not fun for me. And I was just like, oh my God, like I feel so bad. Like I don't remember that. But you obviously have this memory of this. And obviously it ruined your night. And now we're in Greece on this like really romantic, cute trip trip and I'm just like the fucking devil. And so then it's like, yeah, that's still cheating, I guess. So we're like still dating. And, but I had to be like, I'm so sorry. I just like didn't do that with a conscious. Like I didn't go out of my way to do that by any means. Like, I don't know if I thought that was you. I don't know what was going on, but just like things like that, that I tried to repress as I've like been sober for a while now. I like sink back to things and I'm like, yeah, that was really bad. Or like one time we were saying at my grandparents' house and I like threw up in the kitchen and my grandpa had to clean it up. Just like <laughs> that, like, Not, I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people have stories like that. Like nothing super, super horrible. I never like got a DUI or royally messed up my life, but there was enough situations that were embarrassing and not ideal. And I had to apologize and explain myself and whatever. So leading up to last winter, after I had that Valentine's thing, that was just like the last row. I was like, I knew when I woke up that morning that I was never, ever going to feel that way again in my entire life. Like it was just this full sense of knowing that I would never do that to myself and the people I cared about ever again either. And so I really didn't drink after that all of February, all of March. And then in... April. So the day I got my BMW and Clay had gotten his like two days before, I was like, this is me stepping into my new person. Like I will always think of April 16th as like There was like life before April 16th and then like life after because I just decided like I'm not going to be that person anymore. And I'm like laying the law and I want to be the girl who like gets up in the morning and goes and is productive, isn't laying there hungover, who drives a BMW, who is a responsible boss that people can look up to, that has a thriving business, that can show up to the podcast and be on, that can be a good girlfriend, that doesn't do things they regret every weekend. And so... That night, a group of us, we went out and I had like a final like little cocktail and it was someone's birthday that day, I think too. But it was, I kind of knew like when I was drinking, I was just like, yeah, that was, I didn't even need to have like that final cocktail. So then that was April, then May, and then June 5th came around. And by that point, I had basically only drank that one time since... Valentine's Day. And I've told it on here before how I did have a drink that night for New Wave's birthday celebration. Cause that was, I was like, oh, that's what you do, right? Like you have a, and I didn't even really want to, but we were at pitch and no one was pressuring me to do it. But like we all were like, okay, we'll just have like one cute drink. And it was literally the size of like a fucking shot glass. Like there was no reason that I needed it. And so then that was like, after I did that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm for sure done. Mm-hmm. It like took me a few times of being like, yeah, I'm for sure done. And then enough time would pass. And I was like, no, 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 I'm really, really done. And I think that's how it happens for a lot of people is, I don't know if you call it like slipping up necessarily, but still trying to get yourself behind like your new identity too and getting used to like confidently saying no in those situations. So yeah, June 5th of last year was the last time I had that drink. Had any sip of alcohol, but I feel like I've been on this sober journey for almost a full two years now because I did sober September in 2020, Mm -hmm. and that was so probably since sober September. I maybe only had like four or five dates that I had like a drink. So it's been a big part of my life. I've I guess I'll stop there and I'll let you ask another question and we can take it in whatever direction you want.
1: Yeah, I think. That is a great lead up to what I was going to ask you. And it seems like you kind of give an answer, but was sober being sober curious like ever a thought in your mind or was it just going full into sober? But it sounds like you're saying it led up starting with sober curiosity. Is totally. that correct? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the summer before... Um, I did Sober September, I was like cutting
0: back more. I was starting Mm -hmm. to be like, "Ah, I don't really feel like this serves a place in my life, but I would have it at like a wedding or like maybe like that girl's night or something. And once I started to eliminate it more and more from my life, I was just like, I don't even know if I need to be sober curious. Like Mm -hmm. I might as well just be sober because each time that I did drink, I just felt like it wasn't even worth it. But I know for so many
1: people being sober curious, which is like having a drink here or there. And just like pausing and thinking about the things that we've just come accustomed to. And Mm -hmm. like- like pausing and thinking, like, do I need a glass of wine at dinner? Because like I think we just get in these flows where like right. it's just a standard. Like you go to dinner, you get a beer with pizza, or you go to a wedding and you have five drinks. But like, I think because I was looking up the definition before we hopped on. I'm like, it just says like just even noticing those patterns and Absolutely. like pointing out, just thinking about it is being super curious. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what if I just didn't
0: have a drink at this <laughs> yeah. event? Is truly what that is. It's just starting to because I think most of us were just conditioned our whole lives that we all drink. That's like what everyone does. And there, of course. There are some people that never played into that, but a vast majority of people like drink alcohol semi regularly. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so we're curious, is just kind of getting along that journey of being like, well, maybe there are times where I don't need to drink and that's just fine.
1: Yeah. Why do I feel like I need to take a shot before I go on stage or give Mm -hmm. a speech or give a presentation? Like, why do I feel like I need to do these kind of things? And just like thinking about it and stuff. I guess I should clarify
0: because people might be curious. I was 100% sober of all alcohol, weed, drugs, plant medicine of any kind for about 15 months. But now that I've had such a long break and I've learned so much about myself, I am interested in slowly incorporating some plant medicine into my life. One of my friends actually went to an ayahuasca retreat and it seemed really life-changing for her. So I'm open to doing something like that. I'm also open to slowly start introducing microdosing mushrooms. We'll see, but I'm definitely curious about what it could do for me. And I know it's a whole different conversation from the alcohol one we're having, but I did want to throw it out there in case people were curious where I stood on those things. If I do decide to explore any of that, I will definitely keep you guys updated.
1: Yeah. With anything with like that kind of stuff, just make sure you're doing your research and trust where it um, comes from. And sounds like going on like an excursion might be a great way to experience that. And I know like a lot of people that are looking for that spiritual side of those kind of things. Like there's so many retreats and things like that where they are experts. And There's a
0: really good one on Netflix right now and it talks about how it really was revitalized in Oaxaca, Mexico. So Mm -hmm. if anyone wants the historical, spiritual significance side. Highly recommend that documentary. It's so interesting and eye-opening and any preconceived judgments you might have around it. You might be like, dude, girl, you're crazy doing shrooms. Other people might be like, oh yeah, I do it all the time. Like literally some people do it before work, like a tiny, like in place of a cup of coffee. Like you can do the tiniest amount. So- And what's it called? Uh, The documentary. Mm-hmm. One is How to Change Your Mind. The other is Unwell. And one is a documentary called Fantastic Fungi.
1: We'll link it in the show notes. Okay, my next question is, what physical changes have you noticed since being sober?
0: Oh my gosh, so many. Right off the top of my head, I think of my skin. Looking back, I my skin was just so dry and I would have acne pop up on my chin a lot. And I just feel like it was aging me a lot. And then I would wear more makeup to like cover that which then if you are drinking, usually you're not doing that good of a job washing your face on the weekends. And so I just feel like I, I kind of struggled with my skin journey. Not that bad. I honestly was pretty blessed with pretty good skin, but I wasn't helping it by drinking all the time. And now that I'm not drinking, I like hardly, I don't think I've had a zit like in, since I stopped doing that. And I my skin feels pretty moisturized all the time. I feel like I don't really need to wear makeup. So that's a big one. All around, it's helped me clean up my diet because so often I feel like when you're drinking, it's associated with like, eating greasy foods or then the next morning you like need that hangover food to try to make your stomach feel better. And all around, I just feel like my gut is in better shape Yeah, because I'm more eating better foods. Well,
1: alcohol literally feeds your bad gut bacteria. It's like yeast that feeds the bad bacteria. So if you're trying to balance your gut, it's literally like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. And actually what you're saying all makes sense because when you have an unbalanced gut, that, infl- like, that causes acne. Yeah. Your gut like affects your whole body. Yeah. And one of the worst things you can add to your gut is alcohol. Yeah.
0: I just, it's so crazy how we've been so tricked into thinking alcohol is like healthy. It's like, it I mean, it is poisonous. Like we all put poisonous things in our body all the time, like with fast food and all these other things. But I just don't understand how it has been so glamorized. Like it's, Really the same as back in the day when cigarettes were glamorized and then it came out and everyone was like, oh, why was that so cool? I feel like our society is going to have a huge shift. It's already starting to happen a lot where people are like, wait, why is my
1: entire brand like me drinking? I think it just happens so subconsciously for everybody. Like you just... Like I said, like you'll just go out to eat and you're like, okay, cool, we're gonna get some drinks. Like mm-hmm. you just don't even think about it. So I think it's really cool that there's celebrities that are yeah. launching brands like, um, I was gonna say Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, and her like, can you for it?
0: we're taking a quick break to say thank you again to today's episode sponsor, Ritual Zero Proof. If you're sober, sober curious, pregnant, or know someone who is, their gin, whiskey, and tequila alcohol-free alternatives are an amazing solution to still experiencing the ritual of alcohol, but without the hangover and side effects. I love this product so much that I've had build your own mocktail bars at a few events I've hosted at New Wave, and everyone was raving about how similar it tasted and smelled to alcohol. You can find Ritual at Whole Foods, or if you'd like to use a discount code, go to their website, ritualzeroproof.com and use code ALREADYFRIENDS at checkout. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. People
0: are starting to open their eyes to it, and you all in life, like you don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. I was there too. I had never in college would have considered that I would not be drinking someday because I just didn't even think about that being a thing. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, you go out every weekend. So you do, but thankfully, like you just said, there's a lot of like podcasters, people on TikTok, there's celebrities that are speaking out about being sober, which is another reason why I wanted to do this episode because there's not that many people that are that open about it because I feel like there's this shame around it. Like that if you stop drinking, that you were this like raging alcoholic and had all of these problems and all this stuff to hide. Because that's usually like everyone's first question. Like when I first started posting TikToks about it, people were like, wait, so were you an alcoholic? Like what happened? Like as if there was like this huge traumatic thing. And in the book, uh, "Quit like a woman, she says a super interesting quote is how people that are still drinking will look at someone who has stopped drinking and call them the alcoholic. Like that person maybe could have not like say someone like me who hasn't drank in years. And people have been like, oh, so you're an alcoholic. Meanwhile, I haven't drank. And then they're going to the bar every weekend. It's like for 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I'm the one abusing alcohol here like anymore or
1: whatever society that would be you. Like, yeah, right. You are the one that was abusing it and you need to stop.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, so it's super twisted how wow. the names get thrown around too and I also feel like people only think of alcoholics as someone that's like blacking out every single night like by themselves. Let's take working out for example. If you worked out 3 days a week, you would be like, "Yeah, I'm like a, I'm pretty active. I'm athletic. I work out." But if
1: you're drinking 3 days a week, you're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not someone who uses alcohol a lot. Which we're not here to say that these labels matter. Like, But it's just like what society yeah. is putting as the standards for sure. Which um, we need to say why. So if we think back about
0: prohibition, you know, they banned alcohol. But then the government realizes how much money can be made. And I feel like this goes back to them pushing all of their agendas and like them needing capitalism to succeed. And for us to be robots and work 40 hours a week, people need substances to get through it. A lot of people, I mean, they weren't really out here pushing meditation, journaling, yoga, going for walks. They're like, hey, drink, work this job so that you can help push our society along. And so it, it really all comes down to like money and taxes. And as, as I was like having my spiritual awakening and getting more invested in just like being conscious and the planets and how we're all connected. I was just like, I can't unsee this like for what it really is. And I just didn't want to be a part of that anymore, I guess. And that's not to say that I will maybe like never ever drink again, but I also feel like I have some duty as someone who literally worked at a bar and nightclub for four years. Maybe that's an interesting role that I have with this. As someone who encouraged other people to drink for four years and made money off of that as a bartender, as a uh, VIP bottle service person, I now feel like, like that pendulum was swung so far that like my karmic duty, I have to like rebalance that out. So by... For all of the times that I told people to drink, I'm like, I have to do the opposite and educate people like for why that could ruin your life. And not saying that everyone needs to stop drinking by any means, but I just feel like it's my duty to share information and resources and my story to make up for like the fact that I probably contributed to people like, I don't know, having having bad nights. Yeah, Yeah. And I just don't want to ever be someone who encourages that again. Mm -hmm. And it's different if maybe I were to have a glass of wine again
1: at some point, I just never want to be pushing that agenda forward anymore. Yeah. You've learned from your experience and you saw that side and now you can see the full circle moment being like, yeah, this is what I want to promote. Yeah. And be of. Okay. So all that said with the physical changes, what mental changes have you noticed from being sober?
0: I will definitely say the mental changes outweigh the physical in my experience because so much of what drinking caused me was just like anxiety and. Feeling bad about myself and feeling guilty and shameful. And those were just feelings that really brought me down and made me beat myself up and not talk kindly to myself. And then when I was doing that, it was hard for me to motivate myself to like go to the gym or like reach for my goals. And alcohol is a depressant. So if you're already someone like struggling with anxiety and sadness and beating yourself up, like I didn't need a catalyst pushing that agenda in my head even further. So for me, All in all, I think the biggest benefit of going sober is just like my mental headspace. And now I can use the clarity in my mind to do things that I care about and journal and meditate and be creative
1: instead of constantly belittling myself. That's amazing. That's really insightful, especially for like someone who, yeah, is thinking about doing it. It's like, you're right. If you're trying to make all these goals and try to be this awesome version of yourself, maybe what's holding you back is something like this where, yeah, you Mm -hmm. can't get up in the mornings, because you're hungover, and tackle those goals and do all that stuff. What has been the most challenging part of being sober? Hmm. I think being with my thoughts all of the time, because as
0: someone who naturally overthinks things and loves to work and always feels like there's more I could be doing, I feel like drinking was for me. Drinking was a way to not feel like I have to work, because as someone who Could work seven days a week. And like, I love doing that. If I'm sober, I will always feel like there's more I could be doing, probably like in a little voice in the back of my head. And so to shut that off, drinking was like what I did. It's like, oh, well, I'm out with friends. Like, I'm doing something now. And I could just like turn that off and have relief for a little bit of feeling like I needed to be working on my career or personal goals or anything like that, or the laundry at home, anything. And so, I will say that I there is some pros to drinking in the way that it does help you disconnect. It's just like more, it's short-term relief. It doesn't fix the problem in the long run. And now I have just gotten more used to having to be like, that's okay. Like you can literally just lay on the ground and read a book. You can just scroll TikTok. And there are nights where I like maybe feel bad about just like watching TikToks for two hours. And I'm like, Okay, but what about all the times that you were like nearly blacked out, raging at the club? Like, yeah, I have so many hours in my week being sober now; it's insane. Truly, if you want to level up your life and you feel like your schedule is so busy, literally, just go sober. You you will be amazed how much time you have. I'm like, I can do anything in the world now because you don't consider how much time it takes. To, like, go to the store to get the alcohol, to look around for it, figure out what like the recipes are going to be, get home, make the drinks, or like figure out with your friends like where you're going to go coordinate all that, spend the money on Ubers, get home, get yourself situated, oversleep, and then they're not even getting good sleep whatsoever. There are so many studies that show like after a night of drinking, your sleep is royally affected. Then the next morning you get a late start and then maybe you're buying food and drinks, trying to like make yourself feel better. Like it's just such a cycle. And studies have shown that the alcohol will stay in your system and those effects last like five to seven days. Okay, well, let's think about our week. So if you drink on Friday and Saturday... And even if you don't drink Sunday, let's say you get all the way back to Thursday and you're finally feeling okay again, and your body's recovered, then you're basically just drinking one day later. And so how are you ever going to give your body like a chance to catch up? And this literally like all goes back to like the capitalism thing and like just pushing the government's agendas and taxes and money of like, that's kind of like what they wanted. They want everyone to be distracted and sick. Because once you stop drinking, you start asking a whole lot of questions so all in all, to tie back of your question, like what's the hardest part is just like being okay with like ease and all of the things that you're going to learn. So be prepared that you're just going to learn a lot about yourself, a lot about other people, a lot about how other people perceive you and just like a lot about how our st- social structures are set up. And sometimes ignorance is bliss. I honestly don't know if that's for everyone. There are... No, I actually would never go back to that, but Hillary and I joke, because she's been sober for five years. We're like, oh my God, remember how like naive and blissful we were back when we were drinking every weekend, we were just in college running around. Like there is some niceness, especially in your youth, to just like have fun and do it. But now that I'm older and I got that out of my system, I'm just like, I think, I think it served its purpose mm-hmm. and I'm ready to do different things.
1: Yeah. And on the other hand, what was one of the easiest Arts of being sober. Hmm.
0: Sticking with it. I don't know. Like, there's never a day I regret my decision. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like anything in life. Like, once you decide that you're fully behind something and you just decide, it actually made it easier for me to just decide to be 100% sober because when I was in the in between stage, it still kind of left some room for, like, what if? Like, should I drink tonight? Like, would tonight be worth it? To where now I'm just like, oh, I just know that's not an option. Yeah. And I don't even have to like give brain space
1: to it. Yeah, that's so true. Making that decision was taking a lot of brain space probably. And then it's like, if you're an overthinker, then you're like, Mm -hmm. is it worth like the hangover? Yeah, Is it worth the calories or whatever factors that play into that? That is a lot of brain space and time where it's like, no, it's not even like that switch is flipped off. You Mm -hmm. have to think about it. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. I think you briefly mentioned people when you were answering the previous question. So I wanted to go to one of my questions that was, has being sober for a year plus affected any of your relationships?
0: I think initially it did. Um, I even had like some people come up to me and say stuff like, yeah, when I see you posting about sobriety, like it really triggers me and makes me upset. And I was like, oh, whoa. Like I, I truly feel like I am coming from the space of like, this is just what works for me. I truly do not care if everyone in the world still drinks. I am only sharing this because I know how much it's helped my life and it literally 180 everything for me. And so the only reason I'm like sharing is because I'm like, I would w- want this for everyone else too. Like, but it's like anything and like people that share healthy recipes, people that share like... and. Inspiring quotes or whatever. They're like, I'm just sharing this because, like, if it applies to you, like, it could really help you. But like, it doesn't really affect me if you decide to do that. Like, it might be rewarding for me, but like, at the end of the day, that's you and your life. And so, it does make me a little sad when people say something like they feel like they think I'm better than them or something for not drinking. Because I'm like, no, I'm just so passionate about it because I. I know how much it could change your life Mm -hmm. if it's something that you're struggling with. And like, I am not ever going to come from a place of judgment because I literally just shared two stories. I could share 200 stories of like things I did. Like I have plenty in my own life to unpack and deal with like I am in no way casting judgment on other people for theirs and like I still you know on like our Pacific Northwest trip last weekend like every single person was there was drinking we'd go to the bars have beers every night I got non-alcoholic beers like I made it was so cute Clay's dad he made non-alcoholic margaritas for everyone they like went to the store and got it and so even to me I'm like wait that's so cool because there's no way that well there's also a pregnancy so the, between the two of us but there's The like uh, domino effect too is like if you just stand in your truth, you will be surprised how many people decide to open up to that and maybe reconsider. And at the beginning, they it might feel like they're judging you or they might think you're judging them, but in time, I think it gets a lot better, especially because I had some friends that were like, they just wanted a finite answer. They're like, So are you ever going to drink again? Why are you giving it up? Like, well, I'm still going to drink. And I'm like, That's perfectly fine. And you can drink in front of me every single time. Like, I don't care. It doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. And I will still go out to the bars. I'll still like, I don't mind. It's a personal choice. It's kind of like the same. Like think if you're at dinner and maybe you're you're having a salad. If someone eats French fries, like do you care? You're no. Just,
1: you're just like, oh, they're eating maybe an unhealthy dinner, but it doesn't affect me. Or like, this is kind of another random, but like if someone has a different religion and they like pray before they eat, that doesn't bother doesn't affect you. Yeah. Like do your thing. Start yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Like this resonates with me. That makes like that person, maybe that makes their life better and they maybe want to do that because that's what they do. And who cares? It's not your thing. It's fine. Yeah. I think as
0: long as all parties are open and honest and just be like, listen, I'm not judging you. If you don't judge me, like let's just like, we'll just keep this open and we can still hang out and you can do you and I'll do me. And then people are usually like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. I think with that, what advice do you have for someone who has a friend who's sober or someone who is sober that needs to like, communicate with their friends? What like how can someone be a good friend to someone who's sober? Because I know you just said for you, you don't mind if they drink in front of you. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've communicated to other people? Because maybe totally there are people who are sober that don't want people drinking in front of them cuz i don't know it could be triggering or all these other things so what advice do you have for someone to be a good friend to their sober friend i think that's such a great follow up
0: because certainly there are some people who i know can't still just like go out to the bars yeah. or have someone drink in front of them like that would be too tempting or upsetting for them so going back to just like open communication because every single person's sober journey is going to look different and also the substance that it's with like someone maybe whiskey was like really the only thing they Cared about maybe someone it's wine maybe someone it's beer and the place that people drink like some people maybe their issue is like drinking alone at home every night for other people like truly my only issue with drinking was like big events like I could easily go out to dinner have a glass of wine doesn't matter it was always like if there's a concert and we're drinking like five plus then it's like balls to the wall like I wouldn't shut it off I would just stay out all night or something like that but like in a day to day situation like I was not really abusing it so Mm I. I think understanding your loved one's situation with it is really important because if for them it's like at home, well, if that's your partner, then it would probably not be polite to like continue to have all this alcohol at home. Mm -hmm. But if theirs was more like in a clubbing situation, then like maybe avoid going out to the clubs. So I just think it's it's a very individualized situation. Yeah. Yeah. And... I also think it's nice to ask them like how open they are talking about it because some people really don't want to talk about it. And maybe that's because they're in a place where they're not sure of their relationship with it yet. And they're still unpacking that in their mind of what they want that relationship to be. So they have a hard time telling someone else to where someone else might be like so open to sharing. Mm -hmm. So I think just approaching with caution and trying to support them and however they need it.
1: And hopefully they'll understand that you're just asking because you care Mm -hmm. and you want to be the good friend that doesn't do something wrong or that sets them back even yeah, further. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the journey harder for them. Yeah. You could ask them like, how could I support
0: you? Or even um, someone I know is pregnant and I know that they're like, they really liked to drink. And so I dropped, they didn't really know of all the al- non-alcohol alternatives. So I went to Whole Foods and like got them a whole display of like all of my favorites and like left it on their porch and like, oh no. And was like, hey, like I know that this has kind of been a sucky part of pregnancy for you. Here are some of my favorite things. And they were like, oh my God, I literally didn't <sighs> even know those existed. Thank you so much. So, yeah.
1: There's yeah, How can I support you? I think it's such a good question for really any person going through any kind of situation. Absolutely. What advice do you have for someone who is considering being sober or even sober curious? Research. I think as
0: any good new experience happens, we research, right? Like before you apply for a job, you research the company. Before you take a trip, you research the place. I would just just start reading some books, listen to some podcasts, watch some, you know, go under the like the sober hashtags. That's really where I started was just to see like, okay, what is that life like? And then I was like, oh, there's cool people that are sober. Okay, there's benefits to this. Okay. Like you, see, and then that helps your brain get behind it. Like I feel like so much of society had it framed that if you stop drinking, you're getting taken away from like all of this fun and that, oh, you're sober, you're over there. But I'm so glad it's getting reframed now as like sobriety can be really awesome. Like you get to have your life back in so many ways. And... That just takes more and more people being open about it. You know, like Zac Efron's been sober for a long time. Um, The freaking Kardashians. Like, not all of them, but
1: I think Kim's sober.
0: Yeah, I think once you kind of start to realize, like, a lot of people that get a lot of stuff done don't drink that much because it really just comes down to time. And if like, okay, say you're a celebrity who has to like be working out all the time, have good skin, you know, always be on. Because if you're drunk, making a fool of yourself, like that's bad PR. A lot of those people probably start to realize like, oh... I got to be on my shit. So then they stop drinking. And then it's like, oh, truly think about Mormon culture. They, there's so many videos about like Mormons are like, you know, they don't drink or that's part of the tenant of what they're not supposed to do. I don't know if it's called tenant, but we look at a lot of Mormons that are successful and it's like, wow, they got such a leg up because they weren't going out every single weekend. They were working on themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Any particular books or resources in mind? I know you mentioned... How to quit like a woman? Is that what it's called?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Quit like a woman. Um, Gosh, I need to go back into when I was really in that research phase. Mm -hmm. Uh, A TikTok friend of mine, Jordan Granger, she posts a lot about sobriety on her TikTok. She was doing, I think she started off with like a 60-day challenge and then a 90. So she kind of documented her whole journey, which was very relatable and authentic. So that would be a great resource. And on Instagram, there's so many sober accounts that just share helpful little quotes. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of podcasts dedicated to it. Oh my gosh. The one um, with the armchair expert, Dax Shepard, his about sobriety was one of like the biggest um, light bulb moments for me because he has an episode talking about how he like relapsed after 16 years, but his was with pills. And oh my gosh, it brought me to tears. I've listened to it multiple times.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll link all that.
0: Any final thoughts on the topic or anything else you want to share? Um, Just the time frame thing. I think people... Decide or they're timid to jump into it because they think, like, oh my gosh, this is something I have to do every day for the rest of my life. And when I started, it was just first like, oh, I'm just going to do sober September. And then I did it and I was like, maybe I'll do sober October. And then it just kind of kept going. And obviously, like I said, I drink like a little bit here and there. And then I was like, maybe I could do a year. And now I'm like, maybe I could do two years. And that takes the pressure off of me of being like, like, I don't know, what if when I'm 70 and I move down to Buenos Aires and I just want to live in the wine region and I'm like, you know what? My life's basically over at this point. Might as well just like have a glass of wine every night. Like, I have no idea what the future holds for me. So I'm only focused on the here and now. And for me, I'm just saying like, currently I'm sober. Maybe I never ever drink again. Maybe I drink in two months. Like, I don't know. But I think if you can just tell yourself like, dude, 24 hours at a time. Like it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be a forever thing and not giving yourself
1: that ultimatum because you don't want to set yourself up for failure. I think that was really helpful and a really good insight for people that are on their beginning paths of being curious about it. So I think that was good to shout that. Not everything has to be rigid and perfect and
0: yeah. Oh, one more tip. I would also recommend if you're figuring out like where I should cut out, you could cut out like one type or like a situational type. So for me, I cut out hard liquor. That was like the first thing because like I knew I had to drink a lot of beer before I was like really going to get drunk. And so I was like, you know, no more tequila shots for me because that's where things really start to escalate. So the first thing I cut out was hard liquor and that made a huge difference. And I think I also... Yeah, it was like shots, maybe shots went first, then hard liquor as a whole. And then we slowly just like stopped having it in the house less. And then it was like, okay, you know, if we're like out at a restaurant, like then I'll have it. So I think you could either, wherever you feel like the problem is for you, maybe it doesn't need to be an entire elimination. Maybe you're just like, okay, not having a bottle of wine at night at home. and Save it for when you're going out or vice versa. Because like I said, everyone's got a different situation.
1: Yeah. Okay, amazing. Well, anything else? Um,
0: I think that's enough for today. I do have quite a few TikToks if you guys want more. I have like some of sober activities for friends, some with your partner. I have just different stories that I've shared, different thoughts. Um, Also try to keep that content coming. I also have a highlight on Instagram called sober.
1: Yeah. And they can find some more. Yeah. There's like a ton on that highlight. Okay, cool. And yeah, thanks for being vulnerable and open today. I know... For some people, this can be a really hard topic and we appreciate you sharing all this because as you said, it could change someone's life and all the good ways that you're being kind to yourself and to your body and to your mind and all that. So thanks for sharing. Oh, thank you for asking me and giving me the space where I could talk about this. So, Absolutely. I appreciate it. Awesome. This journalism degree came in handy. <laughs> she was asking who, what, when, where, why questions. There we go. And how. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support and to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right, what you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome
0: products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of a podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your
1: name and we will draw it at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friends Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, Yeah, as always, thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.
0: Bye.